Hello, and welcome back to the Anime Happy Hour podcast. I'm Jonathan, and I'm joined here today by my two co-hosts. Our show's anime foodie himself, Kirkland. Howdy. And our obvious One Piece expert, Jake. Howdy, howdy. In case this is your first time joining us, we are the Anime Happy Hour podcast, where every week we get together, we have a drink, and discuss the world of anime and what's going on in it while also sharing our thoughts and opinions on various topics from episode to episode. Before we get started, a few disclaimers. While we are an anime podcast, we are also an adult podcast, so there will be occasional swearing. We also discuss recent events and episodes of both new and old shows, so here's your spoiler warning ahead of time. Lastly, these are our own personal opinions, as I'm sure... Everyone here has their own opinion on the topics at hand. Please refrain from getting too upset with our views on specific events of the show. We'd love to hear your, all of your feedback regarding to anything going on with our show, so feel free to hit us up on any of our social media or email. Just look up Anime Happy Hour Podcast on Facebook or email us at animehappyhour951 at gmail.com. All right, let's get into the show. To follow along the theme with our happy hour here, we've all gotten ourselves a drink to enjoy while we hang out tonight. Kirk, what do we got poured up tonight? So, because you introduced me last week as the uh, whiskey, the the resident whiskey drinker, I, I felt awkward not drinking whiskey. So now I have whiskey. Um, it's what I like to call infinity infinity whiskey. Um, what, what I do uh, is I have one empty glass bottle with no label or anything on it, and every time I open up a new bottle of bourbon or rye, I take a shot and I pour it into the infinity bottle, and any time it gets close to full, I pour myself a glass of it, and it has, it, every time it's kind of its own unique and matured flavor of different whiskeys, obviously. That's kind of crazy. I actually thought about doing that with a few different uh, drinks. We used to do that back in the day, but... It's pretty much whatever we can get our hands on. Well, it's not jungle juice. Like, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's whiskey. It's, it yeah. tastes just like whiskey. It's a blend of bourbons, essentially. It's just the ultimate blend of bourbon. Yeah, I got you. That's got to taste pretty good. Oh, yeah, it's very nice, actually. What about you, Jakey? Um, well, I'm doing the uh, good old gin and tonic again. Except okay. this time... I'm doing uh, Aviation Gin, which is owned by Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds happens to be a fan of Stray Kids. K-pop plug. (laughs) Plug them until we get it, you know? Yeah, check them out. They're a good band. Yeah. Uh, Me, lastly, uh, I decided to go with a Smuggler's Notch Rum. Uh, That mixed with a little bit of brisk iced tea. On the rocks, and uh, that's our drink for tonight. Switch it up a little bit. All right, so uh, as far as our weekly uh, episode updates, what have we been uh, watching and what do we back, got going? What are we keeping up with? Kurt? Um, so I guess uh, I'll just go with what I watched today is uh, Tsukamichi Moonlit Fantasy. I don't know if I pronounced that ah. correctly, but... Um, it's yep. it's been pretty good and they keep up with it and uh it hasn't fallen off so i'm i'm pretty happy with it um 
I was keeping up with uh, Peach Boy Riverside, but that kind of fell off for me. Uh, they kind of lost me mid-season, and I just lost interest in it. Um, this Moonlit Fantasy, though, I mean, yes, it's another isekai. Uh, we've all we're all watching them. I mean, it is what it I is. I love the fact that like they make fun, they like play at the the idea of an isekai, though. At the same time, they oh, throw yeah, shade at all the other big isekais. Yep. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't take itself too seriously, but at the same time, it's not terribly animated either. Their fight scenes are still pretty legit. So. Oh, yeah. And they do a very good job of subtly plugging in other shows as well. Um, did you guys watch today's episode? No, uh, I'm one episode behind. Episode. You know, I'm just going to spoil stuff for you guys anyways. They're, they introduced characters, uh, and their names were Eris and Aqua, which if you guys have seen Kanasuba... That's yep. how, yeah. I mean, that's where that's from. So, uh, did the characters match up to the names? Nah, I we have yet to find out. But yeah, that's that. Jakey. No, yeah, I definitely uh, feel you on that. But yeah, what about you, Jake? Well, <clears throat> I've been rewatching Darker Than Black. You guys ever heard of that? Love that show. Yep. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Uh, it's a show. It's kind of about the underground world of contractors, quote-unquote, which are like supernatural assassins, Kirky. Okay. And uh, the main character, Hay, is the, the like best of the best. And uh, what I find cool about the show is uh, like the power system, they're called contractors, so it's like uh, they have to pay the price. That's essentially what it means. And there's... Uh, so to get these like supernatural powers you lose all emotion and then you have to pay a literal price every time you use your power like for it varies so like some persons is uh like they have to break chalk or like another person to use their power would have to like cut themselves stuff like that it's really interesting and it's really honestly like i like dark shows and so it's right up my alley i'll give it a go that's by uh i've heard it before it's from bone studio right yeah. The same people that did, like, Soul Eater and uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Yeah, it was back... It came back out uh, a few years ago. It's a little, somewhat older of a show, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's I, definitely I, a good one. I believe it's also the people, the same people that did uh, Bungo Stray Dogs, which is... Oh, wow. I, I love that show, too. Yeah, that one's phenomenal. Um, me? Uh, I am currently watching... I, I'm only been watching two shows as of late this last week's kind of been crazy uh, with moving into the apartment and everything so uh, i haven't had too much of a chance to watch too much but um sukumichi moonlit fantasy obviously it's a big one i'm only an episode behind on that but uh and then i'm sure as of both both of you as of today have watched the new slime episode of course that dropped yesterday um big big spoiler warning here to anybody who's listening, if you haven't watched the new Slime episode, here's your warning. Uh, can we talk about how sick this is about to be? This new fight between uh, Rimuru and Clayman? Dude, I'm, I'm so excited. I, I have no idea how this is going to play out. And I'm so happy that I haven't spoiled this with the manga yet. Like, I avoided it, and I'm very happy that I did. I I was not expecting Veldora to just pop up out of nowhere and take a punch to the back of the head and like I was just ooh, 
Ooh. From Melium, and all he's got is like a little headache. Yeah, he's like, ow, my head! Yeah. A full-blown punch that looked like a nuke. Well, for instance, <laughs> Rimuru knew that he was going to die, like, getting From punched that by attack. Melium. And then, uh, and then Veldora's just like, mm, ow, he hid. <laughs> I did say he had that contract with uh, Veldora to, like, summon him if he was in danger. Yeah, so mm-hmm. instantly, I'm sure he probably recognized it. And... Yeah. But... I mean, I'm sure the fight's not going to go as straightforward as we think it may. There's going to be a few twists and turns. Someone's well, going to make an appearance. Just Veldora making an appearance, kind of. I mean, that's where they ended it. That's, uh, that's, I'm surprised they packed as much into that episode as they did. I thought yeah, we I didn't were expect definitely going to start get, like, the fight. Yeah, I expected a big cliffhanger going into that fight. Uh, like, they brought in the uh, Ramaris's attendant there, the... Beretta, yeah. who yes. used to be Beretta, an Beretta. elder demon, which is kind of crazy. Which we didn't know. So I, we didn't know that ahead of time, correct? No, we didn't know much about her other than the fact that she was just in the caves uh, where they found her originally when he brought her back. But nobody knew her like, actual backstory and character up until recently with Guy. Did you guys watch uh, any of the OVA stuff? No, no I've not. Not uh, yet. Okay. I usually go back and watch it towards the end, like once so, I finish a show or something. What do you guys know about Diablo? I know he's a primordial demon. So, do you remember Guy Crimson saying, like, oh, I wonder what Nor's up to, like the Black Progenitor? Yeah. Well, what I was gonna what I was gonna add was I was surprised because I didn't know Guy was a the, a primordial demon as well. Uh, I believe that was previously. They touched mentioned. upon it. They touched yeah. upon it a few episodes ago when he was. I must have um, missed it then. Having a meeting with somebody. Just with he was the, talking uh, to was Leon Cromwell. Cromwell. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They were touching upon it because he's one of him and Melium are like two of the strongest demon lords, most powerful demon lords, and so, the oldest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I can definitely tell this show is going to get crazy, especially within the next few episodes. Big fights and flashing back to the other characters you got going on and everything else so it's definitely going to get interesting it keeps you on the edge of your seat every episode yep absolutely all right well with that we're going to hop straight into our news for the week we got a lot going on uh in the anime world so uh first one netflix is currently in the process of working on 80 different anime projects uh, all the shows are in various planning stages, with the most popular productions being science fiction, fantasy, and battle. I'm going to butcher the name. Uh, Yoshiki Sakurai, a well-known anime screenwriter and producer for shows and movies, such as Ghost in the Shell, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and Blood Plus, who is working hand-in-hand with Netflix on these shows, and also revealed that over a million households around the world watched anime on Netflix last year. Um, Thank you, COVID. Yeah, I know. Uh, what do we What do we have our thoughts on this? What are we thinking? I mean, 80 shows is a lot of shows to be working on at once. Um, I mean, Netflix is a big studio, and I know they're kind of diving in headfirst to the anime game, but... I'm curious to how many of them are legitimately 
Netflix exclusive anime. Because like you look at a lot of their quote unquote Netflix exclusive anime, they, they might be funding eighty different anime projects right now, but I don't know how many of them are actually going to genuinely be exclusive and only on Netflix. Because having eighty anime projects is one thing, as opposed to actually having eighty Netflix exclusive anime. Yeah. Well, My, I do what I'm these. curious about is uh, how many of them are going to be like anime only without source material like Cowboy Bebop or how many are going to come from manga? Yeah, I mean, they do have their own few shows that they've already kind of dropped and I know that they do want to get in. They have a whole separate studio just to kind of be a part of the anime world like the bigger companies are nowadays i mean they got the funding for it it's not like they don't have the funding and the means to go about hiring the right people to do it uh sakurai is definitely a big person to have in their corner being such a veteran producer and screenwriter um it is kind of like a love-hate relationship um but i just don't want them to like mass produced shows either i'd rather have like a solid good 15 to 20 ap- like shows that they really can dig into than 80 that are kind of subpar um given we really don't know the stages of each of the shows or whatever and the time frames on when they're all going to be released but i do think it's kind of interesting that um they got that much going on in their plate and that they're really getting into all of this. Like Ragnarok. I mean, I don't know if anybody's watched that. No, I haven't seen it yet. Um, that came out. I mean, that kind of blew up. It's kind of like an over-the-top animation and uh, show, but it wasn't bad. They got a few good ones, but we'll I've see. just seen the meme of the chick who has, like, servants holding her boobs up. Oh, yeah. There's a... There's always Adam is also another big person that always shows up when, uh, like from the Bible, he was like a yeah. big character in one of those fights. I think it's cool. I mean, they have like the craziest fights that you would like think, never think to put together. Like you have Zeus fighting Adam from the Bible. Yeah. Or. Uh, it's like a nice combination of myth, like just different mythologies colliding. Well, yeah, it's all the gods versus just people in that were on Earth throughout history. So they just pick random people to fight from Earth. I'm curious as to gods. see, like, if in future seasons, if they introduce Jesus or something as one of the gods, seeing as how they introduced Adam, which is a biblical character. Well, they introduced Adam as more powerful than Jesus and God, because Adam was the first man. Yeah, and he could copy any sort of move that was made by any per any other person ever so every move that was made by his opponent he could predict and do the exact same attack but 10 times stronger mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy but honestly i'm just glad more people are opening up to anime off that uh that household stat you had i mean oh yeah there's a lot of stigma that goes with being an anime watcher especially when you're younger and uh you know as soon as you realize that anime is not cartoons 
like uh, people in the West think of cartoons. It's just an animated medium for TV shows. It really changes the way you, you're able to view the shows. Well, that's the thing. So many, I mean, people don't think twice if you're watching when you're younger or even older if you're watching a cartoon. If you're watching SpongeBob or you're watching even the old cartoons we used to watch back in the day, no one thinks twice about it. But as soon as you put an anime on, it's instantly oh, yeah. like something crazy, you know, yeah. completely change of character. Um, but yeah, I mean, that stat alone just kind of shows the fact that there's so many more people getting into it. And I mean, even all these bigger companies are getting into it because they know how profitable it's going to be and how crazy it's going to be for people. Um, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting seeing all these shows come out, but we'll see i mean i hope we get at least you know a, a, netflix puts out a lot of good shows but they also put out and a bad lot ones. of bad ones yeah. i hope we get at least just a handful of like gems really yeah really good ones yeah oh yeah that'd be great but only time will tell yeah exactly next item on the board uh i know all three of us play uh video games mm-hmm. and call of duty included they're kind of uh, getting blown up on Twitter lately. Uh, Call of Duty has been accused of stealing screenshots from the Goblin, Goblin Slayer uh, intro Yo. for the uh, new Notice Me anime packs so, that they sell in their store. So I watched Goblin Slayer to verify this, and I was like, oh my gosh. Like It, it, it almost couldn't be more blatant, which I'm surprised that Activision did that because they're usually the ones that are butthurt about everybody stealing their stuff. Well, it's not that it's blatant. It's literally the same exact picture. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they just that's added I'm a filter it's very to it. Blatant, like it's just they throw a little filter over it. And they go, "Oh, look, it's fine." They put it in Google Paint, changed a few things, and then called it their own. No kidding. And it's <laughs> it's very obvious that it's the priestess' eyes. Which, mind you, I, like I had to think about this, and I like it's been a while since I watched Goblin Slayer. They don't have names. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. No. But they represent the generic characters, which is very D and D esque. Like you just have like the different classes and stuff. Well, but. the whole the whole like narration of the show is the gods of the world rolling dice, like D and D. That's yeah. why they just have the names. Like they are that type of character, which I love that they did that. Yeah, but you know. Anyways, I actually just watched the movie uh, a couple days ago. Was <laughs> How was great. it? Yeah, really. It, yeah, it was. Oh my god, dude. I mean, the animation style, I think, it's been a while since I've watched the show, but the animation style was a little bit different from yeah. uh, the show. Usually, yeah, usually the uh, the movie produ- like the movie studios aren't the same as the show studios, so yeah. it doesn't really follow hand-in-hand hand usually with a lot of the TV shows. Yeah. That's I mean, I feel that... bad for people that gave up after that first episode. Well, I mean, that first episode was brutal. I mean, if you yeah. don't, I, even for me, I did not expect going into that first episode for it to be as, like, between the gore and the just pure, it was brutal. I mean, with the priestess alone. It makes yeah, you feel the Yeah, I just feels. think it sets, yeah, it sets the tone why... for the world. Yeah, why Goblin Slayer hates the goblins so much. Like, that first episode shows you 
why he is the character that he is. Well, it's funny, too, because so many shows, even video games, nobody ever considers goblins to be any, to be smart, to be anything other than just, like, mindless dudes swinging a stick. But, I mean, the fact that they incorporate things like rape or just, like, the sexual craziness and, like, physical abuse that they deal on certain people and, like, the gang mindset that they have yeah, is just kind of crazy because you never see anything in-depth on goblins usually in any sort of show or video game. Well, recently there was um, Full Dive, the anime. It was, like, Full Dive Ultimate Next Gen uh, Yeah, that's on the queue. Yeah, Yeah, it was actually really good, but that's another anime that they take goblins and they make the goblins, like, these ungodly, like, hey, have fun, like, this is worse than a final boss, but they also make it out to be like this is a low-level creature. But at the, like, they just make you think that the goblins are going to be nothing, and then all of a sudden they come, and it's like, oh, oh, this is bad. This is terrible. Strength in numbers. No, not even strength in numbers, dude. The goblin, like one goblin, just fucks up like ten or fifteen people in this anime. It's hilarious, yeah. but it's actually really. You said good it was show. full dive. Yeah, full dive. The ultimate next-gen full dive RPG is even worse than real life. It has a ridiculously long name. <laughs> yeah. It's what, on okay. Funimation? Or is it Crunchyroll? I believe I watched it on Funimation. Yeah, that's what I thought I saw it on. Uh, as much as I hate Funimation, like, uh, uh, you gotta watch some shows there. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch some yeah. on one, some on the other. Funimation is gold. How do you feel about Funimation buying Crunchyroll? Did they? I'm hoping I get one subscription. That's how I'm... Yeah, that they've already announced that they're they're combining. They're gonna get rid of like the Crunchyroll and Funimation and combine for like a single one. I yeah. just hope to God that they keep the same prices. user platform that Crunchyroll has because Crunchyroll is so much more friendly than uh, Funimation. I also hope that you know Crunch it works as well as Crunchyroll does. Like Funimation, I feel like one in ten tries like my video just failed to load failed the contact servers this that the other thing like i just i don't understand why i'm paying for funimation like that happens to me on crunchyroll though really yeah knock yeah. on wood i haven't really had many problems on funimation but took me 10 minutes yesterday to get the slime episode to play i'm shook because i've never had any issues with crunchyroll funimation yeah, i've always, always heard been one way or another existence but uh, i will i know i will say funimation does it Funimation is like that, but you know I've had the same experience with Crunchyroll. Yeah. Wow. Now that we got a little off topic, uh, I mean, back to the uh, Call of Duty thing. I mean, I really wouldn't put it past Blizzard and Activision. I mean, they got the money. I don't really care. But yeah. uh, I also don't see this really going anywhere. Uh, I mean, just out of respect as creators. Yeah, I think I don't think it's that big of a deal, uh, because literally all they need to do is just change the like the. It's not on any of the actual guns. It's just like the cover photo for the the. All you gotta do is put the Goblin Slayer logo in the corner or something, or just change the picture to something else. Draw your own freaking anime eyes. Or yeah, better yet, we just have a genuine crossover, and Activision pays for the licensing and. Has Come on now. Real anime. This ain't Fortnite. Dude, oh. if they came out with a Goblin Slayer skin, 
dude, I, I would pay money. hundreds of dollars take for it, dude, money. honestly. Take my money. I, <laughs> I mean, that's very much a Doom-type skin. As much as I hate so Yeah, well but it doesn't world, matter, but. dude. It's like they've had Rambo. They've had uh, fucking Bruce Willis from, uh, forget his name. Die Hard. Or not Die Hard. Die, die hard. hard. Yeah. If we got a Goblin Slayer, that's a game changer. Don't hold your breath, but... No, I won't. I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there into the universe. Yeah. Uh, well, on to our next. Uh, the uh, Japanese game, the My Hero Academia mobile game, it's currently only out in Japan, potentially coming out in the U.S., but uh, they've already changed Momo skin for her uh, suit in the game because it was quote-unquote too revealing. Uh, some, according to some fans, Momo's character from My Hero was a bit showed a bit too much skin. Momo is a character who uses her body to create just about any inanimate object that she can pull right out of her skin. Often, it, she pulls it right out of the middle of her chest. But uh, being a 16-year-old high school student, some people think that it was far too revealing of a hero's outfit. <laughs> And that it needed to be changed. Uh, the creators of the game did change her costume from the V-shaped cleavage outfit to a full covered suit. Uh, what are our thoughts on this? How do we feel about, you know, I mean, everybody's going to get offended by everything that's going to happen. So yeah, it was kind of inevitable. inevitable I but. mean, there's far worse things in anime than... Yaya Rozu's outfit. Um, Redo of Healer. Yeah, let's not talk about that one. Oh, God. I mean, you don't um, even have to go into another show. I mean, do we want to talk about... I, do we I want to talk about Namuri's outfit? Her dominatrix outfit? Oh, yeah. In uh, My Hero Alone? I mean, a teacher with a yeah. whip. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, but I think, being a high school student, I, I guess people problem, saw an issue with it. I think the problem arises with where... My Hero Academia was marketed because it's it's such a gray line between being an adult anime and being totally okay for children, um, and it's a it's about high school students, right? And so the character design for Yaya Rozu or Momo, um, like she was designed that she creates things from I believe her body fat, correct? Um, yes. Uh, from it's like the carbon in her body. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But she can pull it out of just where just about anywhere in her body. But well, often she, as long as her skin's exposed. Well, so well, Yeah, well to create larger things, she pulls she, those out of her chest. Chest because that's yeah. the most exposed skin. Yeah. Uh, so now like I believe I saw the picture and it's just her, they basically zipped up her V-neck. So what's the animation going to be in the game when she goes to create something? Like she going to unzip it and then pull it out like uh, that's arguably worse in my mind than if she just had it open because now she's just literally undressing herself to go fight somebody. Like, just leave it the way it is. Like the characters are probably just way. phase through it or something like that. My my thing is, Momo's suit is like it, it's designed like that for a purpose. It's not needlessly sexualized like a bunch of other things in anime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Like the it, the reason it's like that is like you were talking about. That's where she creates her her stuff. It's 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 like that for a purpose. So it's not like. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Nowadays, everyone's gonna find a problem with everything. Yeah, I mean, I can play both sides of the fence here. Um, I get it, but at the same time, it was written that way and created that way and drawn that way for a reason. Um, it wasn't like a lot some of the other characters that it was just naturally made to be <laughs> inappropriate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I feel, I kind of feel like... Um, put both skins in there i mean if you got a problem with it you change over to the skin that it's a video game that's actually it was already drawn up it was already drawn up either way if you want the classic skin that was written that way drawn that way for a reason keep it on there if you got a problem with it switch the skin over Nope. it's not i mean i'm sure that they're going to put other skins out for every other character in the game at some point anyways yeah i I mean make a Um, make a child friendly like because I've seen games before, like, uh, an, an example would be uh, the survival game called Grounded. It's kind of like a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids vibe. But they have a mode for uh, certain individuals, totally unlike myself, obviously, for people with arachnophobia that can't deal with spiders. And it basically takes the spiders and turns them into, like, these gelatinous blobs that you just have to fight. Um, and it makes it so people can still play with their friends and stuff. But in a like wise manner have a children friendly version of the app um, that parents can turn on and only they can disable the password or something where all the skins are child appropriate I guess one could say yeah cause like uh, that's the other thing too right like you have you literally have a hero in My Hero Academia called the R-rated hero Midnight like that's how yeah. she's known like yeah. her whole style is just dominatrix yeah, like, and her, her. I'm pretty sure, like, when she fights Mineta, I think that's the only time we really see her fight. She literally tears her clothes so she can let go of her pheromones and stuff to like knock people out. It's like that. That, that you're telling me that that's better than she's a teacher. She's not a high school student. Yeah, no, she's a teacher. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so much worse than Momo. Just having a V-neck to pull shit out that she creates. Like, yeah. Midnight is literally a sexualized hero. Intentionally. By design. And yet your issue is with Yaya Rozu having a low cut. And she's intentionally, like, perverted towards the students, too. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, I guess if we're going to stay on the uh, topic of censorship... Um, Dragon Ball Super got canceled in uh, Argentina due to Master Roshi's character. Uh, it was taken off the air for quote unquote symbolic violence. Uh, according to the Ministry of Gender, Politics, and Sexual Diversity, certain episodes of Dragon Ball reproduced the exercise of sexual violence by an elder towards a minor. Cartoon Network was the channel in question, uh, and they also stated that they will proceed to edit future episodes of the show if the decision to broadcast Dragon Ball came back up in the future. Um, I mean, 
what are we what are we thinking on this? I mean, I don't. Um, Master Roshi. I mean, Master Roshi's always been Master Roshi. Um, yeah, I I. So I have two hidden. points of view on it. it yeah, and nobody's Roshi's, ever going to deny it. It's uh. I don't know if it deserves to get canceled, because it doesn't portray his antics in a positive light. But the fact that, you know, in Argentina, it's portrayed, it's shown on uh, Cartoon Network. I get it, because that channel is aimed towards kids. But, uh, like, getting canceled overall, I don't agree with. I'd like to point out that India is very well known for just canceling anything that has that type of content. Uh, they're very happy to just say, no, nope, we don't want it. Like, that's far from the first thing that they've ever banned. Um, so my only gripe about the whole situation, um, I mean, like I said, nobody's ever going to question the fact that Master Roshi is who he is. Uh, but at the same time, when you're 8, 9, 10 even younger how many sexual innuendos did you ever pick up on on shows that you can go back and rewatch now at this point i mean zero sh- but have you seen sh- those like compilations of things that only adults get about like shows we watched as a kid oh yeah but i mean like flapjack spongebob codenames kids next door ed yeah. ed and eddie uh all these are shows that are chowder all these are shows that had crazy like sexual innuendos and all this stuff that you would never even think to pick up on as a kid that are so blatantly obvious that we can pick up on just watching it nowadays yeah so i mean i'm sure it was some mom who walked into the living room and saw it on tv where their kid watching it on tv and just caught it at the completely wrong moment and threw an absolute bitch fit um, Which, you know, watching anime and having your mom walk in is definitely a toss-up on whether she thinks it's gonna cool or throws a bitch. it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I know, aside from uh, Dragon Ball being banned in uh, India, I'm fairly certain that uh, Tokyo Ghoul was as well. I mean, if they show Tokyo Ghoul on Cartoon Network, then that then there's an issue. But... Uh, I mean, yeah, even Dragon Ball Super is kind of questionable to be playing on during the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't go into too much detail, but technically Cartoon Network still owns the channel, but all these shows don't come out until later in the U.S. Like, past 9 o'clock, it turns into... Um, Adult Swim. A- Adult Swim, and then Toonami. Yeah. Later on in the night. Yeah. Um, but... It's still owned by Cartoon Network. So I don't know if they're referring to... The article didn't go into too much detail on whether it was played during the day or played happened to come on during the night. But um, I I still kind of find it hard to believe that they're playing it in the middle of the day with all the violence and everything that comes with that kind of show. Um, But... They did. Have, they did also used to play like Yu-Gi-Oh and all that kind of stuff during the day on the CW. Well, Yu-Gi-Oh was fine. Like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, and like that's one thing. I mean, 
those are very obviously geared towards children. There's not a lot of violence or references I mean, or any of that kind of stuff in there. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! There was a few, like, drug and alcohol references, but there wasn't ever really anything super suggestive. Oh, no, I mean, not, like, inappropriate-wise, but as far as, like, sexual towards it, but, I mean, there was definitely some violence and... Yeah. But then again, Codename Kids Next Door was the same thing. It was based off the of fucking spies. Even then, other. though, like, the violence in Yu-Gi-Oh! was just explosions. Like, like the the monsters would just explode. Like, it's not like there was yeah. a lot of, like... It's not like the monsters were ripping each other's arms off and this and that. It was just, poof, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah, like, Dragon Ball or any of that sort of thing. <laughs> but I'd argue that Pokemon is worse than Yu-Gi-Oh! in terms of violence. Yeah. I don't know. I don't necessarily think it should be taken off the air completely. Maybe move back into a later time time frame or something. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? It's still not playing. It's still playing in the U.S. at night. So, whatever happens in the other countries happens in the other countries. Uh, so last but certainly not least, because I know Jake's gonna have a lot to input on this one. Uh, we're gonna try to keep it a little bit condensed for time frame reasons, but. Uh, one stage, or one stage, One Piece is currently in its final stage of production, I should say. Uh, on September 3rd, the 100th volume of One Piece was released. The uh, manga itself started back in July of 1997 and finally got to the 100th volume over 20 years later. With over 490 million copies in circulation today, a statement from the author Ichiro Oda stated he plans to end the series within the next four to five years and that he will have all the answers we've been looking for over all the years of us watching it. He's going to bring it to a conclusion and we're not going to be disappointed. Uh, What do we think? I mean, obviously it's sad, but we had guessed for so long that when it was going to end how long he was going to push it and i mean his own words he said four to five years so is it sad though because like i think it's pretty exciting that one piece is ending like uh, we've been waiting for this for how long literally our whole lives (laughs) it's going to be pushing 30 years by the time uh it's done yeah and knowing his writing style it's it's going to be pushing close to seven to ten years instead of four to five years but I'm I'm excited to find out the ending, but it is bittersweet that like that's the end of the time that will be in the world. So that was kind of my backup question too. I kind of had this jotted down as well. Do we think there's going to be a spinoff, like a Shippuden no. type spinoff? No. Maybe like a time skip. Well, or... uh, you know I say that, but Boruto Boruto is a thing. So, um, yeah, like a them grown up with their own. Whatever. Maybe. So you know what my favorite spinoff would be would just be Shanks instead of One Piece, just Shanks. I want to see like what, a backstory. Well, not even his backstory. I just want to see like how he kind of went through the whole what was happening with him while everything else was going on. Exactly. Like they they've just been chilling, right? Like definitely. <laughs> uh, I mean, they've been busy. They've yeah. definitely been busy. But and he's def- he's supposedly making a big appearance. All the big names are making an appearance in this final war arc. Um, 
Jake, what do we think? I mean, like you said, it's bittersweet, but at least we get to know. I mean, at least in our lifetime, we get to find out how it's going to end. So, as far as Shippuden's concerned, the New World is basically the Shippuden of One Piece. Uh, they just didn't create a whole other show for it. And uh, I would both want a spinoff and not want a spinoff at the same time. Um, I'd love more time in the world that Oda is, has created, but only, all caps, I don't know how to say that verbally, all caps, only if Oda writes it. Don't pull a Baruto on me. Yeah, so my, well, I was also curious, do we think that he has, like, maybe another passion project he was looking forward to, or do you think he's just kind of ready to retire and just this is going to be his legacy i think he's honestly i'd love for him to have another passion project and i'd be 100 percent down for it but i think he would retire like he started coming up with the concepts for one piece in college and look where it's at now like that that was probably 25 or 30 years ago he'll end it in another five to ten years that's his entire life he'll probably retire yeah I mean, go out with that legacy of being the guy who wrote One Piece. Yeah. But but I mean, uh, the reason I wouldn't want a One Piece spinoff is because the only thing that's special, or the thing that's I think is the most special about One Piece, it's not only the world building, but the 20 years that we've spent with Luffy and the Straw Hats on their adventure for the One Piece... And I honestly don't think any other story could compare to that. This is a little off topic. Can we take a second to talk about the fact that I was just woken up today to the fact that the time frame in this show is insane? Yeah. <laughs> like that video I sent you guys about uh, the fact that the Dress Rosa arc all happened within like two or three days of like it was two years the arc was out in our real world but in the anime world it was only like a two or three day thing yeah and yeah i mean the crew yeah. themselves have only been together for like not even a year in real life yeah. in the show no they've been together for longer than that well the time skip was three years but as a crew, they were not together. They were only together for around a year. So the time skip was two years. Two years. I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah. Because Luffy is coming up on 20, and he started when he was... they. He met Zoro when he was 17. So, yeah, I guess it's about a two-year year time skip and a year together. And then there was right. a year they were together. But, I mean, we're, we're pushing 21... We're over 21 years of the show being out. And it's just crazy, the fact... and. A thousand vo- or a hundred volumes or a thousand episodes and they've only been together for a year yeah it's kind of crazy to think well it is a grand adventure uh i don't know man that is i never had a problem with it until right now when you said that i don't have a problem with it i'm just it is weird because you just feel like they like develop so much yeah, and they they're so close. Like they, well, they everything they've been through—that's why they're so close. But yeah, yeah, but like, how much goes on in your life on a yearly basis? 
<laughs> Fair enough. And everything that they've done through all of those episodes has happened within a one-year time frame. Granted, pretty, if we were on much. an adventure to find the One Piece, we'd probably go through a lot of shit. Well, I mean, sailing alone takes fucking weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that's mean, actually, that's that's the best point, yeah. Like, sailing, I mean, given none of the science actually makes sense in that show, but sailing itself takes weeks. So, I, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a fun fact, something cool to talk about, but... I guess we'll uh, dive into our main topic, what we got uh, in store for the week. Uh, we kind of picked some questions out from a handful of different forums and pages that we found on the internet, a uh, bunch of anime-related questions to see what we can come up with and what kind of responses we have. Uh, the first one, if uh, you could choose any non-main character or sub-character from any sort of show to get his or own his or her own mini series, who would it be? Gobta. <laughs> Gobta. Yeah. That was on my list. It's Gobta. Dude, I love Gobta. I, I, I want to see all of his training with like Hakuro and the Goblin Riders, and I want to see like the Goblin Riders go on adventures and shit together. Like I, I want to see like them go on like their secret missions for Rumoru that like you don't know about or. Uh, just like I want to see their own sub series play up to something that happens in the real anime, and it's just like, oh my gosh, that's how that happened! Sick! Like I just want to, I want to see Gob to succeed so bad. So I felt like you were going to bring that up. That's why I didn't put Gob on my list. Yeah, but uh, Jake, is that what you got too? That is not what I have. Oh, all right, all right. What do we got? So I take back what I said earlier. Oh, yeah? The one spinoff I would like of One Piece is Porcus D. Ace. Okay. Okay. I and it on starts that. when he leaves Don Island, covers when he was the captain of the Spade Pirates, when he joins Whitebeard, and then all the way up until he meets the Straw Hats in Alabasta. So it's like Ace's journey. Yeah, we got bits and pieces of it, but we never got any real... Yeah, you could add all that up to, like, five minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, no, I feel you. That'd be a really good... I mean, because you can make it a handful of episodes. Yeah. Well, not even a hand. I mean, you could definitely make it into, like, a sub-series. You could probably make a full, se- the a way full one season be- or two. Yeah, the way One Piece is paced. You could probably draw it out for a few years. Yeah. There you go. You should just email Oda, give him an idea to come out for what to do after uh, he finishes up One Piece. Yeah, I'll spam him. All right, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mine was actually uh, Irina from Assassination Classroom. Um, She's kind of known as that super sexy undercover assassin who's worked all these crazy jobs before she made her appearance in the show yeah classroom and everything she kind of just reminds me of like a blonde version of black widow um but it'd be kind of it'd be kind of cool to see just like all these like crazy missions i mean you could make a literal black widow-esque tv show 
just following her. But as an, like in an anime, because um, I was yeah, I mean I just thought it'd be kind of cool, especially because I like the way the hand to hand combat type that action they put in the show too. Oh yeah, the, the animation with it. So I feel like her character would be kind of cool mm-hmm. to see, but that's cool. Um, this is kind of this is one of my favorites actually questions wise uh you get dropped into an isekai but you're just an everyday civilian you don't have any powers you're nobody special you just dropped in as you that's who you are you are who you are name one world that you love to be put into and one world that you would never want to be put into kirk is it specifically isekais? Well, no. It's just technically your life is going to be an isekai because you're getting dropped into that world. So you can choose any sort of world that you would want to be dropped into or not want to be dropped into. Yeah, I had to think about this one long and hard. I mean, it's not an easy question. It's so loaded. I mean... I wouldn't mind living in No Game No Life. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I have. Oh, really? Uh, that, yeah. that I think would be awesome. Like just a world based around games, and like if you have to be the master of your game to beat somebody at it. Like I, I yeah. think that's cool. Like that's how you make your living. It's just playing things like chess, checkers, uh, rock paper scissors, like. Uh, I think that's an interesting concept. I'd love to see more No Game. No life, which I think we are getting eventually. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Um, but, and then one that I definitely want no part in is, I mean, it, we were talking about it earlier, Goblin Slayer. Like, I'm good. God damn it, Kirky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jakey. <laughs> I mean, Goblin Slayer is just a shit show. Like, I want no part in that. Like, n- nobody in that anime has a good time, ever. Like, at all. Well, I mean, Jake, seeing how you have the uh, same two shows that you want to be dropped into, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I'd want to be dropped into No Game, No Life, like Kirky said, because everything's decided by games. It it just seems like it'd be a really fun world to be a part of. Uh, and as for Goblin Slayer, I would never... Like, I love the show, but I would never want to be in that world. I mean, you couldn't even raise a family. Uh, I mean, there's always that thought that's going to be in the back of your head that, you know, at any point, me and my sons could get brutally murdered. And then my wife and my daughters will get carried off, repeatedly raped. And then once they're out of use for giving babies, they'll get eaten. Like I don't, I don't think I could. I have the mental capacity to survive in a world like that. Yeah, it's kind of depressing, but I mean, I did not have the same two shows as you guys as far as uh, what shows I wanted to be dropped into. But uh, first, I, I I would want to be dropped into Food Wars because I do like my I do like my good meals and the fact that the fact that some of these shows or some of these meals that are prepared. The reactions alone from some of the characters yeah. pretty much having orgasms 
and their clothes just blowing off of them because of how good the food is. I'd pay to have that kind of experience. Yeah, I feel To have a right. meal that but so damn good. You're just a bystander. You're one of the people sitting on the sidelines wishing you could eat that food, but you have absolutely no chance of eating it because you're just sitting there on the sidelines. You're not an actual chef or like a do, food tester do, or anything. Yeah, but do you remember? I mean, he started the whole show started in the restaurant with him and his dad. I mean, that was just ah, a regular walking right. down the street. Yep. You know? Yeah, I could just yeah. walk into. The, but that's a toss the of the Yuki, coin Yuki whether you get the good food or the peanut butter squid. I mean, this is true. Fair you enough. Could get but, peanut butter squid. You know, I'll take my chances. You're a tentacle guy. I've never really been in. I've never really been into the tentacle <laughs> stuff, but you know, yeah. I'll flip the coin just for the potential good stuff. Uh, as far as the show, I wouldn't really want to be dropped into. Uh, Attack on Titan was my yeah. my go-to. That's another good one. Um, I mean, I'm sure some people live completely normal lives. So maybe, sort of. As normal as it can be in a world like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, across the ocean, the civilians were living fine. Yeah, because they didn't know Unless anything they that were was actually Eldians. going on. Because, yeah, well, they also, the yeah. regular civilians didn't know anything, what the difference was. They didn't know what was going on up until Aaron and everybody showed up and actually started brought the fight to them because they never dealt with any of the Titans. Yeah, but they're always at war. Like, Marley and the rest of the countries around that world are always fighting each other and at war. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, true. You probably uh, would have gotten conscripted kinda, into war. Well, I was kind of basing it off of the original, like, seasons. Um, anybody who actually knows me knows the fact that I uh, have the worst luck. Yeah. <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, knowing me... You'd be the person who gets crushed by the piece of the wall that's kicked in at the beginning of the first episode. I wish I was that lucky. Yeah. I'd be carried around with limbs missing and then eaten as a snack by some random Titan taking a stroll down the street in the middle of the chaos. You'd be the first ever person (laughs) that the Titans don't just eat. They turn into like a little toy that they play with. Yeah, it it would be brutal. Uh, So, I mean, that doesn't sound... I mean, even the fear of that potentially happening or seeing it happen. Yeah. And surviving it, and then maybe not surviving it next time would kind of get to me. Because those guys are huge. Yeah. And as a regular civilian, you don't have any sort of, you know, I'm not Aaron. I mean, you see the, <laughs> the Survey Corps like, members in the first battle that they have who have gone through these this training have mental breakdowns just from seeing the Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even the military doesn't know how to react. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the, the worst ones is like the the royal guards. They're on the inner wall. Yeah. Like the wall rows. Yeah. They, they just don't care about anything. They they're just there to be there and enjoy food and drink and hang out. Like. They get to just sit on the edge and fire cannons at the one straggler that's kind of wandering around in the field. Yep. But, uh, all right. So, I mean, as far as our next question is concerned, uh, do we think Sword Art Online's Nerve Gear is coming up uh, in the close future? Do you think 
in our lifetime we're gonna see something like that uh as far as if anybody doesn't know sword art online is a show that is based upon a full dive sort of vr experience but the creator of the game happened to turn it into a life or death scenario to where you can't log out and if you die in the real in the video game you die in the real world uh, so what do we think do we think that you know we're gonna have a f- full subconscious sort of dive into a video game at some point in our lifetime are we gonna see it I mean, VR is getting kind of crazy as is already. I don't think we're going to see it in our lifetime. Yeah, um, no. The brain is such a complex thing, and it's all electrical impulses and stuff. I think that we're going to see certain augmentations. Like, I think we'll see limbs like arms and hands and stuff in our lifetime that you can actually have articulated fingers and stuff that you can move um, that are electronic and pick up on impulses and stuff. But I don't think we'll ever have anything like an actual nerve gear that works like within your subconscious and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, if they combine certain things, I guess you could say. I mean, because they have those uh, capsules that you can kind of go lay in to where it cuts out all like noise from the outside and you're just kind of floating there and get into your own head. Yeah, sound deprivation. Yeah. You're just like laying in the water and you're very vulnerable mentally. (laughs) Um, And I mean, they're doing like the full body suits and everything at this point for VR. Yeah, and I think you'll see a lot more of that. I think we'll see VR evolve a lot, which is virtual reality. But as with regards to like augmented reality, like full dive, like I, I don't think we'll see that in our lifetime. No shot. Yeah, if it does happen, we'll be too old to probably care about it. You'll be too old to care about it. Fuck you. I'll do that the second <laughs> it comes out. I guess that's kind of like the mean, other part of the that's question. That's going to be my escape from my oldism. Yeah. yeah. Well, or that'd be a good way to die if you're like in your 80s. Yeah, yeah you just go in <laughs> peace. Hey, yo, Kirkledinger, why'd you log out? Are you getting back on? <laughs> Jokes on him. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um. So our last question, uh, as far as this goes, we got one more question. And if we're if there was one show that could actually become a decent movie, live action, what would it be? Because I mean, we have a lot of terrible movies that came out that are live action for anime um i mean we're talking bleach we're talking full metal alchemist we're talking attack on titan um we don't even want to talk about dragon ball but (laughs) if there's one movie that you could you'd want to see and that you think could be adapted well into a live action what would it be I could see anything. Yeah, this this was an, these are all loaded questions that I mean I read ahead of time. I was kind of sort of prepared for, and now that I'm being asked it again, it's like 
what do I want as a live action? Uh, nothing. There's because there's a lot that you can really kind of, yeah. They're all, n- none of them, because they're all terrible. N- none of them. <laughs> um, I, what came to mind first is something that doesn't have a lot of fantasy aspects to it. Maybe something a little bit more sci-fi, uh, with just like humans and stuff, no monsters. Um, so the first one that kind of came out, not first one, but one that I that came to mind that I think it would be a very cool live action in adaptation would be psychopaths. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I would like that. I don't really lot. think about that one. That'd be really cool. Kind of like in the vein of uh what is it? Like the better uh with Scarlett Johansson. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, the better version of like Ghost in the Shell. Which the live action Ghost in the Shell was good. Yeah, I know. But... It wasn't great, but yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I, I could see a, a live action Psychopath being phenomenal. Yeah. I, I'm i a big fan uh, of Cyberpunk. I would love it, honestly. And I love Psychopath, so I would love it, honestly, if they would do that and do it right. I mean, f- yeah. For, for the live action, they'd probably have to cut back on a lot of the gore and stuff, but. Yeah. Um, I still think it would be a phenomenal live action if it's done by a good studio and stuff. Well, I mean, that's a Netflix one right there that you can leave all the gore in for anyways. You know? Yeah, but I don't know yeah. how it would look if they try to CGI people literally exploding. Yeah, I mean... To an extent. I mean, there's a lot of action studios that do that. Yeah. That have done that. Um... I mean, Suicide Squad. I mean, alone. I mean, if we're talking some newer sh- movies, you know, Suicide Squad just did that. Mm-hmm. They're good at that. But um, what about you, Jake? What what kind of what show were you thinking about? Well, I went kind of along the same lines as Kirky, uh, like not a, not no monsters, just people and sci-fi. Mine's Steins Gate. Um. Mm. I recommended that one a couple episodes ago. It's, uh, like, it has an incredibly intricate and uh, intelligent time travel system. And it just takes place in modern Tokyo. Uh, You wouldn't require require any CGI. It's just a bunch of, like, friends inventing time travel in their apartment type deal. All you need is good actors and a good set. So I'm kind of following right along you guys to an extent, but I'm also following along you, Jake, even more. Uh, I know you're going to enjoy this one, but Tokyo Revengers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shocker. That's such a grounded show as far as, like, its roots and, like, the realism that could be easily depicted into a live action. Uh, Being time travel and everything. Mm -hmm. You can easily do time travel reanimated into live action and uh i mean even all the fight scenes none of them are like crazily there's nothing outrageous no powers no huge audacious attacks and crazy (laughs) stuff it's just straight up high school kids fighting in a parking lot street fighting yeah the only thing i would say is and i 100 percent agree with you here john the only thing i would say is if it were live, it works animated, but if it were live action and someone got hit in the head with a pipe, 
and got up and kept fighting, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. Uh, plus, like, Mike, some of Mikey's attacks yeah. would be kind of interesting to see, like, and in live action. Like his nuclear kick. Yeah, just, like, jumping up with his hands in his pockets and just stopping somebody's <laughs> face in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> if I were to go more of a fantasy route with a live action, um, my first pick would probably be Full Metal Alchemist. I think that would be a really good live action because it's not... There's not a whole lot of monsters and stuff. There is some powers and stuff, but it's not anything that I think would be overdone with CGI. Like, it's all pretty... So here's the thing, Kirkland. I agree, John. Yeah. They did that. They did that. There, there it was, was terrible. Uh, <laughs> Nina wasn't a thing, was I it? If, I don't know if it was the action. I don't know if... Or the actors, I mean. I don't know what it was. There was just so much wrong with it that I just was not a fan of. Uh, yeah. Don't watch it. I, I would love to... <laughs> see, Pretend it see, never came he, out. Here's part of it, is that we're... like. I want an American movie studio, like a Hollywood studio, like well known, with a to real producer and, to yeah. do a live action of something. Because then it would be more successful. I mean, I don't know why there isn't any of that. We got a fucking I mean, live action of Sonic the Hedgehog that went viral instantaneously because they made the ugliest fucking hedgehog on the face of the earth, and then they're like, "All right, all right, we'll change it." And so everybody went and saw the movie because they changed it, uh, but. Like, Sonic the Hedgehog can blow up for a movie, but fucking we can't get anything else to. We got Detective Pikachu. That was a good show. Uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of it does come down to licensing and everything, too. Um, which, getting into these bigger anime... Or these bigger name studios, uh, like Netflix and, like, Cartoon Network and WB, all these people kind of getting in into the game can bring that more into the u.s western market to potentially make halfway decent ones um, i did want to touch upon it real quickly jakey what are our uh, quick thoughts on <laughs> how are we going to feel about a one piece live action because that's in the works right now so i was hoping you would ask because i just recently saw shang chi the new marvel movie yep and uh so first off, I'm all for a One Piece live action until they fuck it up, and then I'm not for it. You know what I mean? Um, but the way... And granted, I don't know the difference uh, between their like budgets and everything, because Netflix is very good with having a big budget. Um, but Disney's, you know, next level. I'm trying not to... I won't spoil anything about Shang-Chi, but the way one of the fights in the movie was handled gave me hope, CGI-wise, for a live-action... for the live-action remake of One Piece. Mm. That's all I can say about it, because, you know, it's Marvel. Don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can hope... And let's just hope that the uh, pictures we've seen of Chopper are not real. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it just looks like a crack addict. Uh, but, um, 
All right, so that's kind of it for our questions and everything that we got going for today. Uh, we're kind of in the wrapping up process of the episode. Uh, do we kind of we want to end off the episode like we do every other episode? The, the uh, random show recommendation from each of us and kind of just a little blurb on what the show is about and kind of give our thoughts on it maybe it's something that you guys will pick up on and want to watch in the future and maybe it's not maybe it's not your style you know but we like to throw out our recommendations and uh i guess i'll start it off with uh taboo tattoo I don't know if you, any, either of you guys have seen it. Seen like the first half. You uh, tried to put me on it. It's really good. I just, you know, was watching a bunch of shows did, at the same time and watched something else. And then I told him, you know, slime is slime. And he said, no, fuck slime. And then I said, Here really? we are. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's only 24 episodes. Uh, it's kind of based off of these tattoos. And each of the tattoos are ancient weapons that enhance your physical abilities. Um, and it's based off of uh, character Sigi, who saves a guy from some street punks, and the man gives him a strange stone as a token of gratitude, which gives Sigi a tattoo, mysterious tattoo on him. And his power is... Uh, well, he's the main character, so it's OP. And it kind of just draws him into this huge world of these tattoos and this war and battle going on between these really rich guys and everybody else and kind of like a big power struggle. Uh, it's kind of gruesome, but it's actually a really, really good show if you can sit through it. So that's kind of my recommendation for this week. Uh, Jake? What do we, what do you, what did you bring to the table this week? So mine is Gate. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of a fantasy world. Uh, opens in the like a gate to a fantasy world opens in the middle of Tokyo, and uh, JSDF, the Japanese Self Def- uh, Defense Force, has to like uh, go into this world and and judge whether they are like threats or not. And basically, like, the the sentence uh, that would describe this show the best is just imagine tanks fighting dragons. And that's pretty much what the show's about. (laughs) The thing I really like is uh, the main character, Itami, is... uh, The reason he's so dope is because he's just a normal guy who works for the JSDF, you know? He's not, like, some super-powered, ultimate, badass character. He's just a normal dude. Who's good at his job? Yeah, I mean, I it's been on my queue for a while, so watch it. I might have to crack into it. Yeah, it'll change your perspective on Isekai. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll I'll dive into that, and you'll have to finish off uh, Taboo. I was actually, as you were Mm -hmm. doing that, thinking about like I'm going to turn that on after this. Yeah, reconvene in a few weeks. My. Uh, what do we got from you, Jake? Or er, from Kirky? So my plug is going to go back to my live action that I want is Psychopaths. Um, it's like a sci-fi, sci-fi like uh, thriller, essentially. It's kind of like a crime anime a little bit. Um, essentially, it 
takes place in like this uh, steam, not steampunk, uh, cyberpunk, cyberpunk world. Yeah, um, and it's just uh, essentially everybody has like a number applied to them, uh, and there's like this computer that just measures everybody's number and brain. Their uh, sanity level. Yeah, I think they call it a cymatic scan. Uh, and that's called your psychopaths. Um, and it's, you get like a crime coefficient and basically there's a division, um, that goes around and they'll stop you before you commit a crime. And if your psychopath number goes beyond a certain level, they're just going to execute you and stuff. Um, but they, they have the people that ha- are going after the people that their psychopath numbers are high. Like they, they have a gun, uh, and it changes modes based on what the person's uh, psychopath number is. So it could be lethal, it could be not lethal. Um, it just varies. Um, but that's an older anime. It came out in 2012. I believe it's all available on Netflix right now. Um, it might also still be available on Crunchyroll. I know it was last month because I had rewatched it recently. Yeah, it's on Funimation um, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's on all the big ones. It's kind of yeah, like it, uh, an anime version of Minority Report. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the reason I plugged that one is that it's pretty good for, uh, I'd say, a second anime for somebody to watch. Um, the reason I don't say first is because it is pretty dark, um, but it's it has a lot of, I guess, similar to real television ties. There's a lot of... Uh, psychological aspects to it uh gets your brain thinking and there's a lot of crime aspects to it which i know every everybody and their brother watches because blue bloods and uh yeah all the live action special order and uh, yeah just all the crime shows and stuff but so that's that's my plug for this evening all right all right i mean that's a good show to put up there i'm a big fan of it so I guess that's going to kind of wrap us up for the episode as far as what we got going on. Uh, that's uh, episode three of the Anime Happy Hour podcast. Uh, feel free to reach out to us with any suggestions, questions, concerns, or any kind words. We're still a new episode or a new podcast, uh, so we're always looking for input. As the episodes go on, we're going to get our legs for the whole podcast world, and uh, we hope everybody kind of sticks with us. Feel free to contact us anytime via Facebook at Anime Happy Hour Podcast. Just look for our logo. That same we'll have the same logo as the podcast itself. And you can also reach us at our email, anime happy hour nine five one at gmail.com. We're also currently streaming on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and soon to be Apple Podcast. We are also in the process of setting up a YouTube channel with potential live streams in the future, maybe. Uh, that That's going to kind of wrap it up. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, till the next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. Peace. Bye.